Blog Talk Radio. Reach Personal Success on a Daily Basis podcast. I'm Davida Shansky, and we have an important episode today that sheds light on a pervasive workplace issue, mobbing, eight ways to identify psychological harassment at work, and strategies to help in the modern professional landscape, psychological harassment or mobbing is a distressing reality for many individuals. It involves targeted behaviors aimed at demanding, isolating, or bullying an individual in the workplace. Recognizing the signs of mobbing is crucial for creating a safe and supportive work environment. So in this episode, we'll explore the eight key indicators that can help you identify mobbing behaviors happening around you, even to you, from verbal abuse and excessive criticism to exclusion and gaslighting. These behaviors can severely impact individuals' mental health and overall well-being. But there is hope. We'll also discuss the effective strategies and techniques to address and combat mobbing, whether you're an employee experiencing mobbing or a manager seeking ways to prevent it, you'll provide, or rather, will provide actionable steps for finding support, fostering a healthy work and culture, and standing up against the psychological harassment. So join us as we navigate the complex dynamics and far-reaching efforts of mobbing. Our aim is to empower listeners like you with the knowledge and tools needed to recognize, address, and overcome workplace bullying together. We can foster workplaces where everyone feels valued, safe, and free to shine. So tune in to this eye-opening episode of Live Without Limits, Reach Personal Success on a Daily Basis as we delve into mobbing and uncover ways to identify psychological harassment at work and share powerful strategies for creating a positive change. So let's delve into mobbing, eight ways to identify psychological harassment at work and strategies to help. If you or someone you know is experiencing high levels of stress, 
related to harmful dynamics and harassment at work, you may be the target of mobbing. Mobbing or workplace psychological harassment is a type of violence that can be practiced intentionally or repeatedly and is prolonged by one of the more, let's say this again, by one or more people against one or more individuals in the workplace environment. And sometimes you can also say similar things happen within a family. If you look at the the TA triangle where you've got the rescuer, the persecutor, and the victim, you've got two people who will alternate between the roles of rescuer and persecutor while the third person is the victim. It is an increasing frequent phenomenon that affects practically a productivity and deteriorates the mental health of workers who experience it. So what does mobbing look like? Mobbing may not be easy to identify or it creates a smokescreen that makes it difficult to identify the forms of bullying and the real culprits behind it. Workplace harassment has many faces. It varies depending on whether the harasser is your boss, a subordinate, or a coworker, and a bit everything. If you are a victim of mobbing, you may have experienced some of the following forms of harassment. Now, I want to get into this, but what I also want to say is you are seeing more and more mobbing going on in social media because things that people won't say to your face, they will accuse you of behind your back just simply because either they're jealous or either they've got some very serious mental issues of their own and it behooves them to discredit you by making themselves feel better about themselves. So let's get into what mobbing is. Slander, by spreading lies or making false accusations, the harasser, or harassers seek to damage the reputation of the victim and encourage rejection by other workers. Discredit. A harasser can undermine the victim's credibility and autonomy by making them appear mentally ill, suggesting that they suffer from some condition that makes them incapable of that, that their attempts to defend themselves stem from some delusion of persecution and not from reality. Humiliation. A harasser may humiliate his victim in public, for example, by devaluing his work, exaggerating his mistakes, and making negative comments related to his race, gender, nationality, or religion. 
workload, the inadequate distribution of the workload is also a form of harassment. You may not, or you rather, you may note that you are assigned more responsibilities than your peers, or that these do not correspond with your actual qualifications for the functions of your position. So too easy or not interesting tasks. Sabotage. It is common when the harassers are subordinates that they can sabotage a boss's attempts to improve aspects of the company or make changes in managing their tenure to look negative. Isolation. <clears throat> the harasser or harassers can favor the isolation of the victim by encouraging other people not to interact with the person or by interfering with existing communication channels. They may avoid eye contact as a way to make the victim feel invisible or assign them a separate workplace. Persecution. This form of harassment can be seen as a boss who continually threatens to fire you, calls you outside the office hours, or pours over your work for flaws that justify the idea that they have sold you to others. Destructive criticism. Criticizing absolutely everything the victim does, both in the performance or their duties and in personal aspects, such as the way they dress, talk, laugh, walk, or whatever. All of these actions escalate to the point that they can be perceived as normal by many of the people around the victim. These, those who detect it inappropriate, often remain silent for fear of becoming the next target of the harasser. Now, let's discuss that a little bit because I think it's really important for us to understand why someone would do this. For one thing, it could be they're in a position that they don't really have the qualifications for because I can remember many, many years ago when I first entered the workforce, I was working at a community center. Or it, it, What happened was it was a facility that served people with developmental disabilities. And I was the social worker on staff there that would represent them to go to certain meetings to make sure they were getting the services they needed, or I would go out and get do the evaluations in the home to make sure that they were getting certain services. Well, I had a supervisor that what happened was it 
that when the laws changed, it became a program that was taken over by the state. And the woman that was running it did not have the qualifications for the position she held. And she never got along with anyone in that position. And what happened was she would never tell me half the information that I needed to know to represent that child when I went to the team meeting where we discussed the services that each child needed to get to make me look bad. And I was not the first person she had done it to because your first six months within this company was a probationary period. And often whenever someone who held that position got past their probationary period, they would automatically go back on the merit system list to leave that position because she was not a good manager. Therefore, you will find people like that who will harass you, who will make you the victim, who will not treat you right and not give you the information to perform your job correctly just because they're looking for ways to get rid of you. Now, four characteristics of an unhealthy work environment. And you today you're finding that more and more often. Often, and this is why so many people, be, whenever they work in corporations and they hold management positions, they will often leave within a year or two to start their own business because they don't want to deal with the office politics. So recognizing those things can help you to, to determine whether or not you choose to work in a place that does not have a good reputation in how their managers treat their subordinates. So you may be wondering how this problem becomes normalized by the entire work team. Well, mobbing takes place in a work environment with certain weak points that make them more vulnerable. So let's talk about some of them. Leadership style. Leadership is one of the most important aspects of maintaining a healthy workplace. Workplace harassment usually occurs in places where the leader or boss has characteristics that interfere with the achievement of objectives. They may be easily influenced, seek to keep everyone happy, and lose sight of the company's hierarchies and objectives. So in this case, micro-leaders emerge, including bullies. And this is what we are talking about. In other cases, they are people who do not know how to delegate or who lead a team based on violence and not based on the recognition of each one's abilities. The effect is an aggressive and unmotivated team where harassment appears as a work dynamic. The leader is also responsible for establishing policy against 
workplace harassment that makes clear the position of company against such behaviors. The solution of prolongation of the problem depends on the attitude towards the problem. Now, what we're seeing is, if you remember back in the 20th century, you had, and I'm going to tell the story because I think it's important to understand that, and I remember telling this to someone, and he said, you just described every every family member in my family, and if you remember back in the early part of the 20th century, when the Europeans first came over to this country, they all had a work ethic where they brought their skills with them. If you remember, most of them, when they when they came to this country, they set up their push carts on the street corners in the local community, and people would come to them to buy from them because in Europe, they would go from home to home selling their wares. So they were just taking what they knew, and they were just, instead of going home to home, the customers started coming to them. And then their children were the first generation born in this country. And what did they do? Well, around the time of World War II, many of them went to fight for their country because they wanted to give back to their country what their country had given to them. And that was about the same time that women started going into the workplace and working. And then with the baby boomer generation, more and more women were starting to get an education. And that's also the era of the generation that they followed their parents into the corporation. And prior to that, the parents worked their way up into management. And at the end of 25 years, they would get their retirement party and their gold watch, and they were supposed to live comfortably on Social Security. With the baby boomer generation, that's when corporations started to merge, and they had two or three people to handle each job. So they started offering buyout packages for as a way to cut back. And that was the beginning of the dot-com era. That was also the beginning of the, the small businesses. And if you remember with the Y2K era, people feared that when they moved into the new century that all computers would crash. And it was also how many people started going into being getting into computer repair. Now, what's happened after that is as corporations now, whenever anyone goes to work with a corporation, you don't look at it as, as a job for life. Because for the baby boomers, there was an unwritten rule that you had a job for life when you went to work for the corporations. And that changed. Therefore, that's why you had the buyout packages. 
But today, there is no such guarantee in the workplace. And you're seeing a, um, back then, corporations would train their managers and offer diversity training and offer leadership training. And today, they offer none of those services. You have to get it on your own. And if you're not seeing people getting it, that's when you're seeing more and more problems in the workplace. Organizational culture. Organizational culture is the set of values, norms, and beliefs that govern the operation of a company. Thus, a company can be characterized by inclusion, teamwork, healthy competition among different teams, respect for diversity, and clear communication as a way of resolving conflicts. So if the above does not sound like your work environment, then your workplace normalize workplace harassment, feeling stuck, and lack of motivation. In addition to the money that we receive for the work we do, there is what is called emotional salary. When the work environment, the functions assigned to us, the growth within the company, and the recognition that we receive do not correspond with our expectations. The feeling of being stuck arises from within it. The lack of motivation. These factors favor the continuity of workplace harassment due to the lack of interest and in workers to do something about it. This is also another aspect of how not having the proper training within a company today shows up in the behavior of you and your coworkers. Absenteeism and lack of commitment to the company. And before I get into this, often a company will give you a handbook of their expectations of your behavior and either you can follow it or you don't have to, <clears throat> have to follow it. These factors are related to feeling stuck and unmotivated, but also to the absence of a leader who promotes the fulfillment of the worker's duties. How do these influence the workplace of situations of psychological harassment at work? Generally, the victims of mobbing are the most responsible, committed, ethical, best trained, and most efficient workers in the work team. Workers who comply with work hours and are committed to the company inadvertently expose less efficient workers who, in response, resort to workplace harassment. So mobbing is a counterattack since the harasser perceives the victim's actions as a threat to their own security. Less frequently, absenteeism is the consequence. The victim may avoid going to work due to 
discomfort generated by the workplace. Now, let's get into a profile of the workplace harasser because I believe this is very important and will help you determine how you should take it in the future. So, previously, we mentioned that the profile is a victim of mobbing. Now, let's talk about the profile of the harasser. Insecure, low qualified or inept, low self-esteem, liar, manipulator, charming. They appear to have qualities that they do not possess while hiding their true self. Seductive, little empathy, no capacity for self-criticism, vengeful and controlling with narcissistic traits in compensation for their shortcomings that they believe they are important to great people. So strategies to deal with workplace harassment. If you or someone you know is being mobbed, it is important that you know what actions you can take in the situation. Keep your distance from the harasser. They are not your friend. Avoid sharing personal information or appearing too nice. Try to be punctual and concise. Avoid giving them control over you. Try not to show that actions cause you, causes you harm, even if so, do not allow the harasser to see it. Remember that the problem is not you. The workplace harasser is the reflection of the problems of an insecure and unqualified person who is not about you, but about their way of dealing with their shortcomings. Record each situation of workplace harassment. It is important that you keep a record of the situations of harassment, frequency, what they consist of, save text messages, record conversations, ask witnesses for support to testify if necessary. Very important when recognizing a harasser. Learn on your Lean on your family or friends. Well, the thing is, this may be also going on within your family, whether you realize it or not, because that person who's performing that harassment in the workplace is most likely already doing it within the home, within their family. Now, take legal action. Workplace psychological harassment is a crime and must be reported in the first instance to your company's occupational risk prevention office who should take action to correct the situation. If this does not work, you can go to the legal instances and report the harasser. Keeping silent in a workplace bullying situation is a form of complicity and only makes the problem worse. Perhaps today, it this does not directly affect you, but it measures 
are not taken to correct it. You can be next. Seek help from a mental health professional. Mobbing damages the mental health of those who suffer it and can trigger mental health disorders such as difficult to treat. In fact, workers who experience situations of workplace bullying are more likely to develop sleep disorders, anxiety, depression, burnout, post-traumatic stress disorder. Psychological bullying affects self-esteem. Eventually, the victim believes that it is true that she is not doing everything right and that there is something wrong with her. And always think of the things that can put you. Okay, now, finally, if the problem persists and the company does not take the corrective measures, evaluate how important it is for you to remain in that job. If you want to stay, at what cost? Thank you for joining us. And remember, by standing together against mobbing, we can create workplaces that empower, uplift every individual, and let's move toward a future free of workplace abuse and embrace a culture of respect, collaboration, and personal growth.